<laughs> What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Black Excellence Radio. This is episode number two, I think, today. Um, you guys showed so much love on the first one, so we're excited to bring you more content. have my co-host here with me. Speak easy, Griff. What's going on, people? So, what is it? So, what did you do for Thanksgiving break? Uh, just pretty much relaxed. I was with the with my girlfriend and her siblings. We all did like a little siblings Thanksgiving with the kids, and uh, that was pretty much it. We just ate good, drunk good, and slept good. Did you cook anything? I made a sweet potato casserole. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah, I make one every year. Was it gone by the time the? Uh, for the most part, like we had sweet, my her brother made sweet potato pie. Um, a sweet potato pound cake, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her, her sister's uh, boyfriend made a fried turkey. My God. Woo! That thing was amazing. I'm still having chills about that one. But yeah, it was great. How was yours? Um, mine was good. It's kind of, I feel like it's not the same for women in the family, especially because we have to cook a lot. So it was fun learning recipes. I got to cook the gravy, found out how to cook the gravy, and I did the dressing this year, which was really fun. Um, turkey. Well, my mom almost gave everybody food poisoning, not going to lie. Was it not cooked? <laughs> so my aunt had given oh, away, my great aunt gave away my mom's roaster and all her, she usually um, smokes the turkey. So we'll have smoked turkey. Gave away all this stuff for her to do her roasting and stuff. So she had to, she had to, she had to make a make, makeshift roaster. So the top was cooked, but underneath wasn't cooked. Oh, wow. So we had to go to a friend's house. We go every year. And so we had to pop it back in. So she was just cutting from the top. And then one person kept asking for a wing. And my mom was like, no, how about you have this piece? And she's like, no, I want the wing. She's like, no, trust me. Get a piece of this. So we had to pop it back in the oven. But besides that, it was fun. I fell asleep. That sounds like an entertaining Thanksgiving, to say the least. It's always something. The food always comes out good, though. That's, That's a blessing. That's a, I feel like Thanksgiving, I did have a piece of ham, and I felt the type of way. Mm. Do you eat pork? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, may, I may dabble in a piece of bacon every now and then. I usually try to stay away from it, though, but bacon is, uh, bacon is a different beast. It, it talks to me, so... It really is, though, because I was like, mm, do I really want a piece of ham? A turkey was good. I had, you ever had corn corn pudding? What? <laughs> don't even sound appealing. It's, it's, it's oh, I like, want corn in my pudding. It's not, so it's like, it's corn based. Like, it's like almost like a corn cake type thing. Like, yeah. You've never had that? No, I've had bread pudding, rice pudding, never had no corn pudding. So, you're a Georgia native. I'm just going to say that. There was something on Twitter, and I never knew this. Is this something that a lot of Georgia folks do or don't, but cook raccoon for Thanksgiving? I don't do that. That's white people stuff. There was a black person. Well, they're not black. No, under the thing, there were country. They cooked raccoon, and they had smoked it, and then some other black girls. damn raccoon. Yes, some other black girls posted their family Thanksgiving. They had like four raccoons they were cooking. I don't do that shit, but uh, I'm pretty sure some people in the backwoods of Georgia that do it of uh, of every nationality. I'm one doubt. I mean, it's the country. They squirrels and and um, whatever rodents is they can mm-hmm. get to they eat. But <laughs> I wish I, I no, I don't do that. My family don't do no raccoons. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face right now, like. 
it's a, it's, I think it's a southern thing. My grandma used to cook squirrel back in the day. They did anything back in the day just to just to eat. Then I, I, if I was back then, I wouldn't eat nothing but some chestnuts. I ain't eating all the other stuff. But see, back then you wouldn't know. Back then I would. My hey, that's a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think we should eat that. <laughs> but they ate. So that's the thing. So that's another topic. Like. Where do like do you eat the slave type nope. foods for no nope. no chitlins no ham hocks none of that other bull crap I don't eat that crap like that's stupid stuff like why I'm gonna eat some scraps that the, the people that didn't want me pig, here gave pig's me feet. no you know pig feet I don't eat no pig knuckles I don't eat no pig teeth I don't eat anything <laughs> pig ears I don't eat none of that crap see so you know I've noticed like different cultures even like even Latino their version of chitlins would be menudo have you ever had that. No, it's it, corn. Not corn. It's cow intestines. Yeah, I'm straight. Whatever intestines, I don't even. Want, I don't even want to look at my own intestines. I'm gonna look at somebody else's. Like I'm good. I'm so, straight. Besides that, for Thanksgiving desserts, when it comes down mm. to it, what's the top number one? Sweet potatoes, candy yams. That's that top everybody lives. Candy like. yams really isn't a dessert though. Yes, it is. It's a dessert and a side. That's the great thing about it. It's, it's a dual dish. It's not. You don't eat that by itself, though. Yes, you can. I just did it the other day. You ate by it. You're by yourself. Yeah. It cut out. So you ate. You eat it by itself. Candy yams by itself. Heck yeah, I do. I just made some another day. I made. Um, I'm gonna make some more tonight. Like candy yams is a dual dish. It goes well uh, as a dessert or a side dish or even by itself. I. I can't agree. I feel like it, it has to be on the plate with every. It's like it helps everything else be better. To each his own. But for me, I can eat it by itself. I love candy and sweet potatoes. It's, that's what I feel like on Thanksgiving. The only thing I look forward to is that and a fried turkey. That's it. Greens? Nah. Have you had a green bean casserole? I've had it before in my life. I made one before. Okay, see, a lot of black people don't like green bean casseroles. It's they all say right. it's like. It's a food is all about how you make it. That's really what it boils down to. If somebody may not eat something, but if somebody make it the, the right way or a certain way, I guarantee you they eat it. So how would you feel if a family member showed up with a pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving? Mm, I, I eat pumpkin. I don't like it like that, but I wouldn't be mad. It better be some sweet potato there. So I feel like sweet potato pie is like a signature of black. It's a necessity. Dish. It's a must. It has to that and the pecan there is, pie. There is, there is no holiday without it. Oh shit! So, Even Christmas. It has, to be, it, it has to be in the, in the holiday season at some point. If not, it's blasphemy. That is actually true. Yeah, I still don't get... I don't the more answer. you know... <laughs> you know what? You should just sing in the beginning of all of our shows. You nah. can be the intro and the outro. I don't want to key sweat these people to death. I, 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 you know, I don't do that. You know, I don't... Nah. Never liked key sweat. Oh, yeah. Oh, key sweat that dude, you know... He be, he be singing. There you go telling me no again. <laughs> there you go. So what are the things? I want to be one of just your friend. I'm sorry. I'm going to just get, sorry. you know, I'm going to edit that. And that's really is going to be like there. I'm just going to loop it mm. in the end. Well, all right. <laughs> so while I was away, do you remember, um, do you remember your, your old iPod? The music, like any music that were on it. Yeah, I had an iPod Shuffle that mm-hmm. back when they first came out, the little mini one. And I used to, man, I used to take that thing with me everywhere. Everywhere. So let me see. I think I have mine. I'm going to try and hook it up. But it, my mom had found my, the small one with the screen. 
What'd yeah, that's, that, was, that was the little skinny one with the little Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. she had found that one. Where? I don't know. She was going through boxes or something, and she found mine. It only works when I hook it up to the computer. Like, I've washed that thing so many times. Like, washed it in a washing machine? Yes, oh, by wow. accident. And it worked. It worked for a while, putting it in rice and stuff, but then it just tapped out. Um, this, I don't know. I don't know why, but I've looked through it. I had so much Anthony Hamilton on there as a child in high school, and I cannot figure out why. Like, mm. what I was going through. It was that, Boys the Men. There was a certain album on there. A lot of Ashanti. Mm. That's back in the good old days. Damn, Ashanti's on there. Exactly. Wayne, Lil Wayne. Oh, my gosh. I think, you know what? I think that iPod was the LimeWire iPod. I think that might have mm-hmm. been it. Bring it back. Members with the LimeWire. When I used to say I used to pirate music <laughs> on a regular, every day after school, I was still in music. I was bootlegging the hell out of this shit. I love it. Ah, I made so many burnt CDs off of LimeWire. FrostWire couldn't even compare. Woo, LimeWire. That take me back right there. That's making me emotional, that. That's uh, back in my pirating days. I used to love it. I used to steal music like it wasn't nobody's business. Didn't even know what I was doing. Didn't get. Didn't care. Didn't. I was like. Don't care. There was an unreleased version of Bedrock with. I've heard it. Trey songs yeah, was on I've it. I've heard it. And you would find so many songs you no one else would hear. Nah, that's But you had them on your iPod. What was another one that triggers? Like going back, my favorite memory, coming home. Either doing that or playing um, the underground race car game. Need for Speed? It was Need for Speed, yes. And it had Lil Wayne's um, music on there when you first loaded up. It might have been. like It was Go DJ was constantly playing on that one. What was the name of that one? I think it was Mm -hmm. Need for Speed. It might have been. I can't remember so many games. That was like the perfect after school coming home playing that or Grand Theft Auto. That's... Oh, GTA. I used to, me and my brother used to run through that game, man. I used to play that game like all day. To find the cheat codes. Shooting people, running on people over, smacking people. Oh, man, that game was amazing. Now, kids, don't play GTA. Adults can play it, but children shouldn't be permitted. But that was a great game. I used to sneak and play it on my stepsisters. My mom would not let us have it or play it, so my sister, stepsister did, and we would sneak and play that game all yeah. weekend. It was a must. Like, that game was like, it was before it was time. You could put your music on there, like in the car, you driving, like you really outside your own car driving. It was a different experience. And the cheat codes have been my favorite. If you mess up, you're like, shit, I got to go back and do this all over mm-hmm. again. Had to print them out or write them down yep. in your little pad. Like, I, this weekend, I feel like I, this was the weekend where I kind of got like, okay, I think we're, we're definitely in the new decade or something. Because the kids, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, I didn't get it. I didn't grasp it. They were like 19, though. Like 19 to about 16. And I was just like... I'm getting older. Like, when you start agreeing with your parents, you're like, Yeah. Like, this is. And then you and your mama would be like, Yeah, you're right. Damn. Mom would look at you like, What? Or when you become the drunk un- un- uncle, like, <laughs> got nieces and nephews now, and now you the old one drinking, like, you looking like, When did this happen? Like, when did I become this person? Like, it wasn't supposed to happen this fast. Go in there real quick, like, What you have to drink? Right. Like, so, no, what do you have to do? Drink. Like, drink. I mean, drink, drink. That was another thing. Okay. With your parents, did you 
were you allowed to drink with them at events and stuff like that or no? I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't, but out of respect, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my parents only see me drink maybe two, three times, like a beer or some wine. Cause, Even I mean, now? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I don't, like, my mom, my, 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 uh, tongue tied. When I get around my parents and family, like, I don't, I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the time for me to drink. Now, if there's something, they like some wine or something, of course I may indulge. But typically, I say that to when I'm around people of my age or, mm-hmm. or my area because it's just like that's a different type of event or situation exactly. I'm going to with them. So it's like like I don't need liquor. See with so this Thanksgiving, I talked about social media, but it freaked me out because my mom was like, "Take a shot with me." I'm like, "What she mean a shot? A shot of what?" Uh-uh. And she brought out her good cognac, and I was like, "What?" Like it was the weirdest thing because all I could think is. I'm not drinking with you. I'm not drinking with my daughter. And she was always say that. And then I was like, Mom, you never drink with me. She's like, you're almost 30. I was like, okay. All right. Yeah, eventually, of course, it's going to be something. But yeah, I, you know, it's still kind of different. Like, it is weird because then you want your parents looking at you taking a few beers right. back. And they're like, uh, you want to tell us something? Mm, yeah, about that. It's really interesting. So what songs... We were talking about music earlier. What songs... Did you listen to this week album wise and like how would you rank them? Top three so far. <laughs> top one, uh, top of the week is Fabulous Summertime Shootout Three. Like that album is uh, on point, like with everything. Like that's I've been bumming that all weekend. So for me, number one is Fabulous. Um, after that, uh, the Queen and Slim albums is dope. Like uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs is that Vince Staple songs, Your Love. Yes. Um, that's like a, a top one. Uh, round it out for number three, I would probably say, um, I probably go. I don't, I really don't have a three. I mean, I listened to Ritz album; it was pretty good. The rapper from Gwinnett. Um, listen to Game album; it was all right. I feel like it could have been more, but I mean, at this point, he's been in the game for so long. Like, I can't really expect too much from him. Um, the weekend songs was pretty good. Uh, definitely was a vibe for both of those. Um, bopping to those all weekend. Um, but that's all I got right now. Um, oh, yeah, and then I came across some some guy off of uh, Instagram called Crucial. Mm. Um, spelled K-R-3-W-C-I-A-L. And his, his, his Instagram is I-K-R-3-W-C-I-A-L. He got a song right now um, <clears throat> on YouTube, whatever, called uh, Love You to Death. Um, and that, that, that thing is, is slapping. The beat is intoxicated. It's a vibe. It make you feel good. It's like a real type, real type of situation he's talking about. So I would say to anybody out there listening to Crucial, love you to death. Um, it's amazing. All right, you guys. So that is kind of like a little preview of what to expect. These um, upcoming podcasts. Uh, Speak's going to give you guys his view on some music just because I feel like he's a little bit more in-depth with it. He has a very better ear than me because... It was up to me. I would just tell you how many times I listened to the Summer Walker and Chris Brown song, which is going on. I think I've listened to it so far since it dropped. Like every time I'm in the car. So I'm really not the best person when it comes to. Oh, <laughs> when it comes to um, giving feedback on albums. Before we get into it next, we have a good uh, few guests coming up to talk to us, and we can't wait to have this conversation with them. 
All right, you guys, welcome back to Black Excellence Radio, and we have our second guest um, on the podcast, Mr. Keontae Noor. Got it right. So if you can, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell people who may not know you who you are and what do you do? Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Keontae Noor. I'm a, well, overall, just a producer, artist, a writer, um, just overall, just creator, I guess, you know? Just love to dabble in all types of art forms. But mostly, you know, I like to express, you know, all, like, that I experience through music. So music is... So did you originally start off in music and being an artist? Um, Well, I originally started off uh, just writing, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, All types of writing from... Uh, stories I would create or mm-hmm. poetry and then like uh, that translated into like me wanting to create that visually so I started uh, drawing mm. um, and I was actually like wanting to be a cartoonist before I started pursuing music and then like um, I don't know it didn't resonate with me as much until like I started uh, listening to music started using that to express more of like the feelings that I was going through mm-hmm. and like that actually resonated with me much more so I started like pursuing that greater to like you know creating you know beats and writing songs and then like recording you know, eventually see I like that a lot of people when they think of artists they just think it's like one form of like you're just either a rapper or maybe you do write your music or mm-hmm. anything like that but you tap into each different medium and when it came to I think the drawing is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So cartoonist, like yeah. what was your type of cartoons was? Um, I actually like really love anime. So I had a feeling. I had to ask. I had to feel. And I was like, I wonder if it was anime. Yeah. No. It only could be anime. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I actually like, I love, I love a whole lot of like 90s throwbacks cartoons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like anime just resonates with me much more because like at the same time, like with those 90s cartoon, uh, cartoon throwbacks, you get like the lessons and the messages. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes it just hits harder and deeper um, on the anime aspect because like um, there's a whole bunch. It's its own like world in a sense where it's like different genres are connected to and attached to that. So you exactly. can like watch drama, horror, action, mm-hmm. romance. There's even, like, something called Slice of Life, where it's, like, it's just, like, concepts of, like, people just going through regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I really just, like, love that. And then I was able to, like, take that and, like, you know, just translate into, like, you know, drawing and stuff like that. Now, with you being, like, a creator as far as, like, the visual aspect goes, do you create your own, like, um, promo material, like, for your, like, uh, music? Or, like, when you write on somebody else, like, the visual side of it? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Like, when it comes to, like, the, the, the graphics, flyers, the, um, the promotions and stuff like that, I do sit, I, I sit back and I create all of that. Um, That's dope. Myself. As far as, like, the building the content, I have, like, a, a, a nice team behind me that, like, you know, nice. supports, you know, the, the vision and everything. So... They ever like you know come through and give me like a hand and stuff that I'm not like no well adaptable or I can't like I can't do multiple things at once and then you know you need like you know strong individuals True. that are like well adapted in like certain aspects that you know that can handle that and you can trust with that. So, but outside of like that, like I sit back, I create all the, the yeah, stuff that dope. comes out that you see like on the page and everything like that's something I sit back, I create. Yeah, that's, that's that's love right there. I like stuff like that because like you kind of. Got a hand in everything mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah, no, definitely. You got to be like involved. Um, mm-hmm. 
not just like uh, in the sense of like wanting to all right, this is all mine. I'm trying to like you know be the only one. You know, no, like I want to like stay tapped in in all areas. So like even if like there's times where like you know I'm learning more to like sit back and step back and like letting somebody do their thing mm-hmm. and like getting more well adapted to doing that. So like I can you know pick a position like I can play that to the best of my abilities. So backtracking about your team and everything, mm-hmm. how long did it take for you to find a good team to understand the vision that you wanted to give out to your fans? Uh, I I'm not gonna lie, it took a long, <laughs> long time because like I you know, you no, know, I figured like you know I would like be working with different individuals because uh, in, since the beginning I always like um, work with different teams mm-hmm. and different you know rap groups and stuff like that but then like you know once I started breaking more into like a, a solo career as an artist um I started like you know need to like you know find different people who like adapt to doing stuff like you know engineers producers mm-hmm. uh people who shoot videos photography um so uh just a quick shout out to my uh, team walk hard entertainment um there's in a couple few individuals uh, who I always continue to work with, but it took me like a long, long time. Like uh, we actually just started working together for the last. We've known each other for a while now because we used to just sit back and just like make music. But mm-hmm. um, when we came to like idea where we wanted to like solidify and work together, I'd say it's been about like two, three years. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of having a good team behind you, especially mm-hmm. in today's world. When it's like I feel like music wise artists have such a better platform compared to like back in the day where we didn't have the social media and everything like that so I feel like it can get overwhelming and as you being an artist does it become overwhelming sometimes being connected to all these different social media apps and there's more events and stuff that that makes you go out there and have to do it yourself no definitely like um I was just like um having that conversation a little bit earlier today where it's like uh i need to sit back and take a little time <laughs> to myself because like you know once you're involved and you're tapped in you like i don't know if like a lot of people realize like you do have to like go out in order to like mm-hmm. you know connect and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know the social media helps and but i see that more as like a, like a tool and stuff mm-hmm. like that like you know that does get a little bit overwhelming in itself because you got like different platforms and different ways you can like push and connect and like you know make your brand uh true brand stuff like that but you got to go out and you got to connect and that in itself is a, a monster stuff because you, you know spreading you know yourself on a energy basis and also on a physical basis mm-hmm. you know this is also you got to make sure you take care of yourself just a little side point but um mm-hmm. stuff does get kind of overwhelming at times um because when you're connected to all these like um different you no know, platforms that you got to mm-hmm. keep grinding and keep pushing for then yeah it becomes work but that's why you gotta like you know just fine you know now do you partake in self-care while doing this yeah no definitely because that's an important part um you want to be running yourself into the dirt um because i know like a lot of people get focused more on like the grinding mission i gotta work every day i gotta work 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 but like you know people like uh taper grand aspect that you don't have to always be working every time to feel like you know always grinding like mm-hmm. sometimes it also involves taking this learning to sit down learning how to like you know eat better how to get like you know well regulated rest how to like you know just 
take care of self more because a lot of people just spend a lot more time just looking on the outer like okay I gotta do this I gotta do this I gotta do this but like all right sometimes you just gotta take time like all right let's sit down and just like see what can we do here to mm-hmm. like so I can do those other things 110 percent better mm-hmm. so what are you what are some ways you self-care like like how you take care of yourself as far as like trying to stay motivated trying to keep that social battery going once you're out and about and pretty much staying like staying in tune with yourself when you're out there because at times you know you're like dang there's a lot going on today but I know I need to do this and I've taken care of myself so I am prepared to do this right well um well you gotta uh, you gotta get your rest can't do that if you're tired um, but at the same time you know exercise keep your keep your body right just mm-hmm. to, just so you can be able to like move these different places and stuff like that especially if you're an artist you're always gonna be like on the move you're gonna be like on stage. I'm all time. Uh, you got to make sure you eat better. Um, I ain't, I'm not going to lie. I just have, like, problems with that myself. Like, <laughs> we all do. Nah, yeah, I, I had a bacon burger today. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Well, I just had some wings earlier. <laughs> 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 Living life on the edge. So, it be like that sometimes. Exactly. Um, then you also gotta, uh, you got to... I, med- I meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sit down. Just, like... Uh, don't think about what it is that you have to do, what it is that's been done, but just take time in the moment and the now. And yes. just like, the, yeah, just take time and just like, all right, it's quiet right now. Wind's blowing. I don't know. I sit outside all the time, too. So I just like to sit outside and just like look at the trees sometimes. Just like, all right, wind's blowing, trees moving. That's that right now. And all right. So it, I don't know. It just like helps like the mind in a sense. It takes like a lot more pressure off of yourself. Like, I don't have to always do this in a hurry because you're always like, I don't know. Sometimes people just get stuck on that mission. I like get stuck on that, too. But like, you just got to take those pockets. Just like, all right, I'm just going to sit here right now. I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing right now instead of having to think about that. Like, like, I think can can you relate to that? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, (laughs) always moving and definitely need to sit down somewhere. I've thought about meditating. Now, with you meditating, how long have you been in it? Like doing it. Um, I actually like started like picking up and researching that like way back when I was like a um, a teen when I was like uh, 13, 14, But I didn't really start putting it into practice until I was like uh, sixteen, seventeen. I don't know. I always thought it was like weird because it's not always like you know back then it wasn't like always promoted like right. you know, like the the masses and stuff like that. Or I didn't know maybe I didn't do my research enough, but. Um, then I started like when I started putting it into practice, I was just like, all right, I took time to just like sit there, just focus on like the the, the quiet. I don't know, um, focus on like the fan spinning, or focus on like the TV playing, or maybe just like uh, whatever little noises were in the background. And then like I don't know when I just started doing that and started taking time to doing that, um, I started feeling like this sense of like relief and like uh, like pressure being like mm-hmm. taken off of me because I don't know I have like. Uh, issues with anxiety a lot sometimes so like sometimes I get like rushed into like the I get rushed into the ground thinking about stuff that I gotta like do later and like mm-hmm. stuff that I gotta plan for coming up and it's like alright like like maybe I can just like take this time just like sit here and just like alright let me just quiet the mind and just alright and I'm getting a lot better at it now that I'm like um, no like cause not having like a routine with it mm-hmm. like I always take like a few minutes out of the day even like you know if it's like right after like I um Get off, uh, start working. Um, get off of work. Start before I start working. Get right. Get before I, right after I get off work, 
and right before I have to like start doing something or right in between I have to do something else like whatever it is I have to make sure like all right I have to get this time to just like all right, I'm gonna sit here and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna like enjoy the nowness and then like we're gonna get back into whatever it was now have you ever had an out-of-body experience like what the hell is because like when you meditate it's like like he said you remove yourself from the physical world it's like you take yourself where you're not thinking about anything you just you just present but like have you ever felt like you like felt yourself like Look down like that. I can feel. My, I, I can see everything. I can hear everything. But like I'm removed from everything. Isn't that like astral projecting? Whatever they call it. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's um, like. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely. Actually, like get it because um, out of body experience, astral projecting, um, kind of sorta like way back in my younger days. Um, I don't know. I felt like I was like way, way more like spiritually connected back then. You're not mm-hmm. clairvoyant, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was way more spiritually connected back then, and I felt like I, you know, blocked a lot of that, like you know, just being on like the the mission of like what's to come instead mm-hmm. of like uh, just thinking about what what in the now. I was like way more in the now back then. But um, yeah, a couple of times when I was like, you no. Know, in my, in my uh, dreamy days, I was yeah. like, spent a lot of times dreaming, and like I was like, all right, like you know, started like researching more, like lucid dreaming, and like yeah, putting that right. stuff into practice and everything. But um, you you wanted to lucid dream? No, I you know I actually like done it a couple times. Cause um, I'm I'm intrigued because I've done it, and a lot of people don't understand. Like when mm-hmm. I talk about it, they're like, "What are you talking about?" No, definitely, like, it's, it's a real hard trip. To, it's, it's a hard. It's a, to it's explain. a book on that too. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain it, and then like go through it because for me it's probably the same like Mm -hmm. I was like I would say clairvoyant more about the now but the older I get it's just I don't like being in that because I feel like I can't even get deep into it (laughs) but I feel like I'm clairvoyant and like some things I'm just like okay I'm very more aware of and everything and meditate I don't really meditate that much like Mm -hmm. a lot of people do no definitely like um it's not like you know all like what people like portray it to be mm-hmm. it's not like sitting crisscross applesauce on like <laughs> fingers together mm-hmm. like, it's not that all the time sometimes it's just like sitting down and just like you know now I get why parents did it yeah. like when your parents got home off of work and they just like wanted to be quiet yeah, like exactly. they just went just some peace just for a little bit like, like shut the hell up like that <laughs> just and then, walked like, in the house leave <laughs> the hell alone you're right yeah, just and then like when you're saying like sitting on the porch and stuff I was just laughing because it's like we've seen our grandparents I don't know if your grandparents did like they would I feel like my grandparents would always sit on the porch and mm-hmm. she'd just be there in her rocking chair just chill like mm-hmm. maybe they didn't know that they were probably meditating but it was happening and yeah. I think the older we get, the more silence we need in our life. I know, definitely. So, with music, when did you first start with music? Um, I've always been, like, tapped in musically since I was, like, a, a toddler. I'd be, like, uh, beatboxing and, like, uh, start making up little rhymes to go with it. But um, I started, like, pursuing it more on, like, a professional level when I was about, like, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, because by that time I was like already involved like on a lot of musical lanes. I was like you know doing choir, chorus, little solo tracks here and there. So you like, had a church background? Oh yeah, yeah. He- heavy, heavy. <laughs> um, and doing all of that, like you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm 100 sure it prepared me for like that time because like uh, by the time it came then when it when it came to that age, I was like, all right, I feel like you know. 
people like it enough. I mm-hmm. enjoy doing it. So I don't mind. I don't really mind pursuing it. So I started like going harder with it um, on a more, you know, professional way like of doing it. Like started taking the steps, started doing more research, started figuring out what is it I can do to help push, you know, this um, brand that I'm trying to build. Um, and that's when I started like uh, putting all of those pieces together and mm-hmm. then like, you know, came together with that and then like, you know, started like kept building up (laughs) so with your music and everything have you all the music that you created are there certain songs that you don't really like uh are you just like all of your music that you've ever done it's not that i don't like the song it's more like um i write a lot of i I write all my music based on like experiences Mm -hmm. so when I listen back to certain songs, I don't know, maybe I just, like, cringe here or there, or maybe just, like, oh, because, like, I felt like maybe something could have been done a little bit better, but it's mm-hmm. also because it's, like, I don't know, attached to, like, certain times and experiences where it's, like, oh, man, I remember that time. Like, <laughs> uh, sometimes, like, nostalgia is not always blissful. <laughs> so your music is just basically, like, a public journal for you. Exactly. Like, um, because I don't know, like, I, I talk on a more... On a more natural aspect, mm-hmm. when it's like person to person, or like when it's group aspects, but I don't know. I feel like I uh, dive more deep into myself when it's like when I'm doing music. Um, I feel like I always like when I'm like have a problem dealing with. I always feel like I always come to a solution later on to the songs, or if like there's an emotion I'm dealing with, I always feel like I always there's always like I don't know. I have I always feel like I'm healing mm-hmm. and when I'm doing music, so it's like. Uh, I'm always like more honest especially like with these more coming times especially with the people I've been hanging around mm-hmm. my team and everything I'm like more uh, more influenced more confident to express more of myself into my music because there was like certain stuff that I would like hold back on because of like fear of what um, certain what this person would say or what this person would think but then I was like I'm already you know I'm giving people like only like 50 60 70 percent and I was like no I gotta give them like the whole hundred if it's like if I want them to like really understand like you Mm -hmm. know the vision and everything so I started like you know just pushing more of myself into that um it's not like really like any like characters or anything I'm trying to portray like in my music but it's more like uh I'm trying to get pieces of myself each time so it sounds like music is therapeutic for you. Yeah. Exactly. This, mm-hmm. this is, would you, so with your music being therapeutic, do you think you're having, your fans are kind of using your music for therapy too almost? No. Nah, um, I, I feel like uh, some, if not a lot of them do because mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, they talk to me about it. Um, they tell me about it and um I had a couple people like uh, tell me that this song like you know helps hype up their day or this song like you know they resonated with the message that was coming from me even if I wasn't trying to say it outright um, because I don't know sometimes I have like trouble explaining like certain mm-hmm. you know stuff in certain songs and everything like that people like uh, ask me this or ask me that but like when like somebody like comes up and tells me oh man I really messed with that because of this and it's just like oh okay that's, that's crazy so um, yeah I feel like you know it helps like some people, uh, if, if not, you know, a lot of them. Um, so a little background history about yourself. Where are you born and raised? Uh, I was born in South Carolina. Uh, I was raised. You speak Geechee? <laughs> no, nah, I, I was only born there. Oh, okay. okay. I was born there and then like, um, 
because uh, my parents stayed in a small town called Hartwell, Georgia, right off the edge, um, right of Georgia, where it's like, you know, if you travel a little bit, like 30, 40 minutes, you're like right there. And okay. Like, um, Anderson, South Carolina, which I was born. And then like, um, I was raised in between there and uh, Lothonia. So, and, but I was raised mostly in Lothonia. Hell um, town, hell town. Yeah. Uh, went to Miller Grove. Hey, <laughs> okay, okay. Off middle and high school, so. <laughs> Miller Grove, I right, man. So, yeah, I was uh, mostly. Man, I don't know those places. <laughs> <laughs> east side. Uh, east it's all right. It's all right. East side of Atlanta. Yeah, it's you know, okay. Exactly. You know, you're from Denver, so you, know, you, you still getting acclimated to the to the scene. It's all good. We got you. Yeah, because I definitely wasn't calling. Thonia is what Thonia was not calling it that. At all. So that means you you straight up with Outcast and Ghetto Mafia <laughs> and all the good ones like like all the A Town veterans pretty much right. Not kind of music. Yes, like I grew up on all of them. Like um, my pops had like a, a, a one of those big CD cases with all the CDs oh, in it. Man, um, and I would just go through all of those, and then like my first like I got like an iPod, filled up my whole iTunes with like Outcast, like. All time, like Ludacris was actually like my favorite rapper. You're like, just like, talking about our old iPods. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish I could find mine. What's, like, your, what's your What's your favorite Luda track though? What, your favorite Luda song or album? My favorite Luda. Well, my favorite Luda album would have to be uh, Word of Mouth. Mm, that's a classic right there. Oh yeah, no, I, I love that. Uh, just the energy and all that. And um, my favorite Luda song, I guess it would have to like depend on the vibe because he has like. Mm-hmm. But if I, I have to pick three to like fit three certain t- um, certain vibes, I had to pick like um, get back on some like get you know back. you don't know me like, like just that. like on some just walk in the streets just like oh all right, yeah just like all right I'm bopping real quick um, Saturday it's uh, Saturday Ooh. Hey, that's, that's yeah, yeah right. that's just on some like that know, gets you hype on the Saturday too yeah for, like for oh, real for real play that every weekend <laughs> yeah for real for real um and. What was it? Um, it's one of his. It's one of the songs off of Release Therapy, but I can't think of the name. Uh, of that's a good um, album too. It had like more of like a, a churchy type of vibe to it. I can't think. Of it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Was T Pain on that song? I got a little. Oh there. well, actually, let me switch it up. <laughs> uh, if I can have one more drink. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember that song. Yeah, that one with T Pain. Um, that one was nice, uh, just because of the story in the video. The video was like really funny. He had Cat Williams in that thing. So. Yeah, that's a shame. I have no idea. <laughs> you don't oh, listen. You don't listen, Ludacris. Ludacris. Now that's Ludacris. So, like, Ludacris to me. Don't even. You better come. Correct. He was very no. He was no. So the only way I knew of him was based off of our radio stations back home and whatever song was top. And he always had some top, like, three songs that was constantly being played. Mm-hmm. So I knew of him, but I wasn't like, let me go put some Little Chris on my... That's okay. I'm, I'm going to put you on. I'm going to put you on. Luda's a whole actor now. Like, so what? <laughs> Y'all don't know who he was before that. Right. <laughs> well, he got to diversify. Right. right. Like, got to diversify your bonds. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's weird. I don't know. I You know what I do find interesting, though? Atlanta artists, like, are very good with making... Their moves from music to acting. Big Boy was in a lot, but he did it. It goes hand in hand. Ti, um, did Andre used to have a really good. You guys remember his cartoon show growing up? Yeah, yeah. Class, yes, of class of three thousand. Yes, 
Yeah. That one was a good yeah. one. So, I, you know, <laughs> you have to, I think you got to give Atlanta um, their credit when it comes to producing really good music mm-hmm. and some really good hip hop rapper slash actors. Mm-hmm. But I still don't know a lot about Aluda Chris. I know, definitely. Well, the info treat, then you got a bunch of throwbacks and mm-hmm. new, new backs. <laughs> real, real. So, with being in Atlanta and all this other stuff, I always ask this question Do you think that Atlanta influences a lot of the music that you hear today? Uh, definitely. Um, only because, like, I have to give it to, like, the... I don't know if it's just, like, a... There's always, like, a, a turn of, like, trending gener- like mm-hmm. generational trends. Um, I guess it's just... It's, it's Atlanta's turns again. Because, like, they're coming back strong with not just, like, the um, music, but just, like, media in general. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole bunch of, like, people, like, either coming out or a whole lot of, like, a bunch of people taking over. But um, definitely so. Uh, shout out to Thug for that Grammy. <laughs> because like I don't know uh, because a lot of like the music that I hear like nowadays like either on the radio and stuff like that from what I like be listening to mm-hmm. um, because uh, it just like sounds like a lot of the stuff that I like either hear growing up like on the radio and stuff like that from like old Atlanta artists or like from like um, eat or I did like just new stuff coming out like mm-hmm. um, to the new artists that's like spinning the radios and stuff like that like I don't know, just the sound in general just, like, has, like, a lot of, like, like, party, like, Atlanta vibes in a new sense. Where do you, where do you see your music going within the next three years? I know you talk about now, but do you have, like, a set goal or idea that you want to reach? No, definitely, like, um, I'm planning out, uh, a little bit ahead, but for at least for the next, like, three years, I actually, um, have like a, a story that I'm working on and developing mm-hmm. and like want to present in like different forms of uh if you can't talk about it you have to talk about it well I can at least like tell, <laughs> tell you a little bit about like cause I'm actually getting ready to drop like a new album uh this month mm-hmm. uh on the 20th called Kami and that's actually like the first step like towards like the story mm-hmm. that's gonna like I'm gonna be working on for like the next like couple years nice so um there's actually like a lot of stuff that's gonna be connected to that. Um, I can at least say it's gonna be like, uh, a, a, I'm doing like a nice comic thing to it. So it's like I want to connect a, a maybe like a comic book mm-hmm. to it. Um, a, a film uh, working down the lines. Um, but like the story itself is like something I've been like working on and putting together for about like four or five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I definitely have like you know some some major stuff. Do you think being an artist, you have to like in today's music world and everything? Do you think the artist should be well rounded in more than just writing and performing? Yeah, always. Um, because just to be real, it's like a, a lot of people out here, you know, rapping, singing, mm-hmm. uh, writing. Like, there's a lot of people like doing it. So it's like. What what's gonna like help you diversify yourself out of the crowd? Mm-hmm. Like, not even on a something like you gotta like. All right, I feel like I have to go do this because uh, it's gonna make me different. But what is what what else is are you passionate about? That's gonna you know that you can use to help ex- extend out you know your brand in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you you like rapping. That, that that's cool. Um, 
have you ever thought about doing something like if you like you know taking pictures and stuff like that? I don't know, doing like a, a like a, a lookbook with your lyrics or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, if you like uh, directing or set design, have you ever thought about like you know? So you're just gonna give everybody a free game? Go ahead. Hey, go uh, ahead. just, just a ahead. little bit. Like don't give too much. Yeah, no, <laughs> just just a little bit. Rest up. Give that, a little tidbit. Yeah, dot 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 after that. But like, if you're interested in something else, mm-hmm. if you have like a different passion, then. Don't just like stick to what you know you think will help you get to the top. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and expand yourself. Nah, for real, I agree. What's your favorite part of the process? Like when you create like music, like is it the writing, the producing, the performing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the 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 cre- just the beginning creation aspects of it, the forming of the idea, and then mm-hmm. like the writing of the songs to help like put it together and then like the, the the storyboarding of it like i like all the the pre-production work mm. of everything because i don't know it helps like connect pieces and also with like you know i've always like even like when i was a kid i would always i don't know i was like high energy back then a lot more than now but <laughs> <laughs> i was super high energy be like bouncing off the walls just thinking about like you know stories in my head about like different things that we put together from like watching cartoons animes and just like have my own like cartoons and like stuff in my head and now it's like come to the point where I can like actually like put the pieces together to help like bring at least like some if not all of those ideas to the to the forefront mm. so I just like just like the whole just sitting back and creating of it mm-hmm. it helps like you know put some life into the idea do you think your younger self would be surprised or proud of how far you came um, I feel like my younger self would be uh, incredibly shocked <laughs> because honestly, back then I was like, I was so like, um, I don't know. I always like saw it as more of just like a, a, a dream aspect when I saw mm-hmm. the videos or I saw like the people or I saw like the things on the other side. I was always so like, other, I always had this such a other side like mentality but now it's like to the point where it's like I'm so involved in what I'm doing and to the point where like a lot of the pieces are like connecting and like coming to mm-hmm. like a flourishing it's like I feel like my youngest self will look at me and be like goodness you you you, you kind of figuring it out ain't you like so I'm, I'm just no yeah I have to commend artists because I feel like you guys are 10 times better when it comes to other people chasing their dreams and their goals mm-hmm. and I can say a lot of you guys take that first step and just at least putting yourself out there is a big deal Mm -hmm. and to continue the process of putting so much into your to yourself and creating this um art form and everything i i personally don't think artists especially independent artists local artists get as much recognition as you guys should because i noticed in atlanta you guys control a lot of the entertainment world than a lot of people think Mm -hmm. and if there's something that you could kind of like tell these people who don't know like what you guys are about like what would you tell them like the artists of Atlanta consist of uh the artists of Atlanta just consist of a bunch of unique individualistic but still loving uh you know, at least from, like, the scene that I'll be around loving, like, you know, collective bunch, mm-hmm. where it's, like, you get, like, a, a different mixture of things in a, in, a, in a big pot, in a sense. It's, mm-hmm. like, 
wow, like you get it. Oh, like it's almost like eating like like something like somebody made me like, oh, I taste this. Oh, I taste this too. Oh, okay, this. Like, oh, okay, you got this. Thing. You got a little sprinkle of that in there too. It's like all, everybody is like so like involved and passionate mm-hmm. about what they're doing, not just on like a musical standpoint, but like fashion, like dancing, like photography, video, like shoot. There's people that just like you know making like funny videos and they're really good at it mm-hmm. so it's like yo like it's just like so much like love and not just like you no know, just like the self and like what they're doing but also a love and like spreading like that out to everybody else has it been really easy or hard for you like to network with other people out here when it comes to like finding someone to help with um, music videos or people that you just know and stuff like that Honestly, uh, and just to keep it really 100, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> it's not really that hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard finding somebody that resonates with your vision mm-hmm. and like how you want it to be portrayed in a sense. Mm-hmm. But people are always working. People always want to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes that extra step in motivating. And people are like not always like used to being like, you know, pushed in mm-hmm. a sense. Like people are not always like, hey, you know, I'm trying to do this. You're trying to link up on this this date, this time, this place to shoot this thing, people be like, oh, okay, you got like a little something going on. Then that's where the first steps begin. It's not just, um, you know, you just got to be able to, you just got to take that first step. And once you take that first step, it's more just like you learning how to take that step and then learning how to like apply and like that. And like sometimes it takes a little pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it takes a little like cause. Sometimes it takes, you know, bugging a little bit. But you know, that that's all love and that's just a part of the process and journey. See, it's it's very it's I will always say this it's very different out here compared to back home. I think just being a person of color, a black person, mm-hmm. I feel like our community is a little bit bigger and tighter out here mm-hmm. compared back in Denver, where it's like a dash of us. So. <laughs> dash probably more like a sprinkle, okay, a light sprinkle. <laughs> got we put one here, put one there, put one here. First of all, total of three. You've got jokes. There's a lot of black people in Colorado. Sure, they and are. We're going to, and they listen to us. Wow. So let's let's be okay. appreciative that. Shout out to the three black people in Colorado. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Anyways, it's so that's so bad. I'm gonna have to take you to Colorado. But Colorado, I feel like if you guys ever did want, like if you're an artist or whatnot, Colorado would be a really good place because since there's not that many of us. We're, vi- we're very tight niche when it comes to music. And I feel like in Atlanta, it's so big. You can have, like, different groups and stuff that you can work with and mm-hmm. it still be good. And Denver, it's like everybody has to kind of work with each other, pass through by each other. But on to a lighter note, you listen to today's music, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Mainstream artists out right now. Who, who are on your playlist top three? We'll do five. Five artists. Top five? Mm-hmm. Um, well, top five artists on my playlist right now, I have to give it to the uh, Baby. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Summer Walker. Okay. Um, I actually... Uh, YB and Cordae. Mm-hmm. He's a rock man. Yeah. And, um, shout out to all his nominations. Um... Else. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> five, five. You got two more. Yeah, two more. Um. Well, I'll give it to Black. 
I've been listening okay. to him for a while now, but I'll, I'll give him top five, like, you know, new school because he's just come out, like, in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and special shout out to, to Buggy. Mm. Buggy. Uh, West Coast yeah. Rising MC right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Buggy is that dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those be my top five. Um, just because they overall vibe and aesthetic, like, so like you're yeah, slowly like breaking down. Do you have artists that are out now that you just cannot stand to listen to their music? Can't stand to listen to their music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you have some? You know what? I try to like sit back bias and still <laughs> listen to like certain things here or there, but like uh, I have to pick like certain artists. Well, I don't know. There's like only like one that comes to mind. It's like. I don't know, Blueface sometimes. Yeah, he's a very, he is, I don't know if you guys saw his recent, so Meek Mill has an artist. Yeah, and I've just seen that. you saw that, him mm-hmm. talking about just chain-wise, like, putting it towards your family, and Blueface got offended and right. came at him a little crazy. I don't, as an artist, do you agree or disagree with Meek Mill's artist on what he said about spending money on a $50,000 $50, chain or just helping your family out? To be honest, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. In a, um, in a sense of like, but in that standing, it's like um, I, I agree with him. I'm mm-hmm. speaking personally. Um, I'm guessing that's all like uh, where your your head lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just speaking on that, because I was like, I don't know. You know, when I was looking at it at first, I was like a little like, eh, I don't know in the situation. Like when I saw like Blueface's reply, but then I was like. I would think about it like more when I saw like the more replies and the more talks start like looking at it a little bit harder and I was like oh, okay I see exactly what I, I see kind of what he's saying but I feel like you know yeah you can take all that money that you're buying like towards the jewelry all the mm-hmm. chains all the flash and stuff like that you can put it towards like your family and stuff like that but I'm guessing or like furniture yeah oh yeah more like stuff that you like <laughs> you're gonna like use I'm guessing like what Blueface was talking about was more of like on like a you branding yourself as like an artist see, type that, of ordeal that's what he was saying but like I got it, but I didn't get it because he was so pressed on saying, "Yeah, nowadays people don't care about what you're rapping about; they care about what you look like." Right. And do you think that is true on all aspects? Personally, I feel like you're you're going if you have good music, you're going to have a fan base. It mm-hmm. might not be like that social media fan piece base that they people get like Blueface, but I feel like those who have good music and slowly like kind of build up their fan base end up having a longer run versus somebody like Blueface. Do but do you agree that he's is he right or is he wrong about like it being about a popularity contest now? Um well, speaking on like a a surface level since I guess what people would see in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like uh you got like a lot of people that's like just more attracted to like the the glitz and the glamour mm-hmm. aspect of it than than the actual you know lyrics and you can tell that from like a lot of the songs on the radio nowadays. But um, I feel like uh, you just have to like people still connect to what they love. Exactly. Yeah, like if you love lyrics, you're gonna attract the lyrics. Mm-hmm. If you love flow, you're gonna be attracted to flow. If you love looks, you're gonna be attracted to looks. Um, I kind of get what Blueface was saying in a sense because, like, I don't know if you're like an artist. Because he can't rap, so he gonna have to have something. Yeah, you gotta get something for people to look at. Exactly. Like, if you're, I don't know, like that. <laughs> but, um, 
you're gonna like I don't know I'm starting to like coming to terms with this myself mm-hmm. you're gonna have to like you know there's certain like branding aspects that you know you still have to like take care of and stuff like that like if you know I want to like look a certain way if you're like mm-hmm. portraying a certain thing but that everything has to be 100% honest to yourself exactly like if you're not the type of artist to wear big heavy chains then I wouldn't suggest getting the big chain you can still do what you do without all that mm-hmm. you know that's more just like a piece if you want to like copy it, then of course go ahead by all means get it but that's not something you need so I guess I'm more like more side with uh, Meat Mills artists on, on that on that ordeal I would like because he's like speaking like like all right I want to spend more of my money on like my, my mom's my, mm-hmm. my, my, my grandmother than getting this chain real quick because that's what people was coming to him about so mm-hmm. yeah I guess it's like more just like all the social media thing at the end of the day <laughs> yeah at the end of the day it's like you said earlier it's depending on where your head at so right. people gonna become a you know entertainer and take the money and provide for their family but you may have some people that just worry about themselves like they don't really see the family aspect don't have a family or don't want to do it they may just want to do what they want to do when they do it but then you have other people that's going to really be for the community and it's going to take that and then they're going to do something bigger with it Mm because everybody's not going to be on the same wave when it comes to stuff like that anyway no especially if you don't have talent because right here today going tomorrow that i honestly as that's what i see with a lot of these um artists coming out um but speaking of with you, you said Summer Walker's on your list, and mm-hmm. she's been getting a lot of kind of backlash lately with her what performances she do? and stuff. She, I guess she walked off again on stage, off stage. I be so again. out of touch when it comes to news and the media. <laughs> I don't be know what's going on. I just listen to music. And my thing is like, she can sing. And can the, she? She can sing. I'm just playing. Okay. I listen she to her. Sing. I like her. Um, with being an artist, um, he said you also deal with anxiety and she has social anxiety um when you see stuff like that and the comments like that how how do you how do you feel being an artist do you think you can kind of relate to her like why she she is the way she is like performing and everything and then just not kind of being comfortable with it and everything no definitely um I feel like, um, yeah, I can't really speak for everybody, but mm-hmm. like speaking as like from a, a, an artist stuff, that yeah. uh, deals with that same thing, then yeah, like um, I, I, I get, I completely understand, you know, what she has to do in order to mm-hmm. like, you know, care for herself. Um, uh, I'm also like, you know, taking steps to like push myself like every day, especially mm-hmm. when it comes like on the stage and stuff like that. Figure out new ways to like envelop that and try to like you know find where I can you know fit myself in mm-hmm. and like pocket you know and but um yeah I can definitely understand where, she's, know, coming she, where, where from, yeah. she's coming from so with your new music coming out what can your fans expect from that you you talked about it briefly but if you want to get a little bit more in depth into oh, it yeah. uh, well with my new music coming out because um, I'm just uh, I haven't like released anything since 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, I just like dropped like a a new single exclusively on SoundCloud called "82 DeLorean Flow." Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I dropped anything since 2018. Since so my debut album "Metrius 3." Um, but with this new set of music that's coming out, I'm actually like getting more into like a a story about like um, you no, know, a story about like you know following like. Uh, your dr- the the story the struggles of like following your dreams mm-hmm. um, and the choices and the decisions you have to make when it comes to that um, 
it's like a lot of like stuff that's based off like the romance romantic experiences that i've had mm-hmm. uh, over my life and also like the the ups and downs that i've like had to deal with um so with that you know what with artists you know artists are very interesting to date mm-hmm. and to deal with because you guys like to put it into your music yeah. so with your with that do i don't know how you how you do about other artists will name names and vivid details of the situations and stuff like that is that something that you're um, it's going to have are you gonna change some names are people gonna be mad or would they be like you know what's the craziest part about that i actually like just took all the experience and stuff like that and i just created it into like a story about like uh, this artist so everything in itself is like all names and characters that I came okay. up with based off of everything that I've done so it's like no names no places except for like you know actual places like mm-hmm. you know Atlanta and stuff like mm-hmm. that but outside of like you know outside of that no actual names no fingers getting pointed out just like you know it's cause it's like more like an album about him and his dreams and like everything that's going on around mm-hmm. him uh, so it's like not like a lot of you no know, pointing out like that, but it's that's you know, a scary situation. Yeah. You'd be like, dang, I done left that voicemail. <laughs> like he finna use this on his neck. Let me see yeah. what he's gonna create next. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Oh man. You have to be so careful. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm trying to. I feel like we got into everything so far. Because I really wanted to focus more on what you've been doing and everything like that. And I feel like you've been consistent, too. You said you haven't dropped anything since 2018, but you have your single. Mm -hmm. And how important is it to be consistent within that period? Because I know artists, you guys, will have your album or your mixtape that you really push for and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like the off-season a little bit. Mm -hmm. But sometimes every now and then... If you're consistent, you'll drop like two singles and stuff like that. So in that time time period, your off season, um, how motivated are you to like make sure you stay like relevant and consistent? Um, extremely motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not always just about dropping the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ain't got to drop. Like I guess you can go about the method of dropping like a song every week or every month or something like that or doing like you know a single every you know song. Cause you be out and about. Yeah, no, definitely. That that's the that's the key to it. You don't always have to like drop music. You mm-hmm. can push a project, and that's you know I'm start. I learned this like doing with with my debut project. Um, you can do shows, uh, appearance here and there. You can do like uh, a whole lot of other things that are connected to the music, but not mm-hmm. really the music in itself. And you're still promoting that project in a sense. So still keeping like, you know, a steady flow of content, still keeping, you know, the people involved, still answering questions, still being out there. But, you know, you haven't dropped anything. I didn't even realize I hadn't dropped anything in such a long time until I was getting ready to, you know, drop this mm-hmm. project. So I was like, oh, man, it's going to be crazy. So it's just like all just like just saying, you know, figuring out what works for, you know, the project or mm-hmm. the product and then like just sprinkling it in like stuff here and there and then like you know just keeping it relevant okay with your um music so where would you want to perform like a state that you've never performed before but you want to i'd love to perform in uh uh la oh really yeah just because like i haven't i haven't never been up there um 
and I felt like it'd be like a, a, a totally new vibe because um, I performed in uh, Philadelphia and that was actually an extremely new vibe like because I ain't never like performed outside of like the you know Georgia's mm-hmm. Carolina you know Florida thing I have never like performed outside of, like the southern region so I was like going up north for that first time it was just like almost mind-blowing from like the you know cultural differences and so, like, going, like, another place, um, probably a little bit more sunny. I feel like the West Coast will, <laughs> yeah. is, West Coast, you fit West Coast vibe. Like, it, <laughs> I've, it can I've been fit. told that, yeah, a couple of times. It so. can fit. I've noticed that about a lot of Atlanta artists. I'd be like, where are you from? Are you <laughs> sure we, you from We thrive everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. See, but it's, like, for me, what I've noticed is, like, West Coast music is kind of has that more chill, relaxed vibe. Even if they talk about shooting somebody, they still, it's very chill compared to music in Chicago and Philly. Exactly. Like yeah, drill music. You really ain't gonna get no chill type of vibe at, at all. Hey, everything sound aggressive. The females rapping sound aggressive. It's, you know what? It, it's true though. So I feel like West Coast, no matter what they're talking about, it's like super chill and you gotta like sit back and be like, wait, what? You just said what? You do what? So I feel like I think your music could fit right into that. Uh, what do you want the fans to get from your music? Like, what what do you want them to take away from it? Honestly, um, if it helps, like if if you connect to it and it helps you in any way possible, then that's honestly like good enough for me. I'm honestly I don't like push the music to try like and like I do the music because I love it, not mm-hmm. really because like you know it's something like all right I'm. Like no, it's like I have like extreme passion and love for mm-hmm. it. So I'm I have no choice but to create. And if I create, then you know I'm, I'm one like you know push it out a little bit. Right. If it gets one play or if it gets like a million plays, that that's the thing. But as long as like that one play, if that person like is really messing with it and they really resonate with that song, that's extreme. That's more than enough for me. No, nah, I agree. Cause as a fan, when I listen to music, that's what I get. I try to connect with the artists and whatever they're portraying. Mm-hmm. And if I can vibe to it. Let's do it, you know, because it's all about being in touch with that person. You want them to take something away from it. That's the reason why they're listening. Exactly. Like my boy Big Chris say, if it don't touch my soul, I can't listen to it. Right. That's yeah. true. So I want you to let any of new fans, your current fans, where they can find you um, from all your social media outlets and the latest song that they can stream and where can they find it. And also when your next performance is going to be. That's um, a lot we just threw at you, huh? Oh, not really. That's more than enough. Um, well, everyone just follow me, search me anywhere. Uh, Keontae Norm, K E O N T A E N O R M. Straight flat Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram. You can Google it and you'll find everything there too. Um, new shows coming up i actually don't have anything planned in the works right now as far as like new performances but i do have a release party on the 28th of this month Uh for the album that i'm getting ready to drop on the 20th so stay tuned for all that information and um what was what was what was the last one what i say social media Oh, where can they find your current single that's out right now? Uh, my current single, 82 DeLorean Flow, you can go ahead and stream that on SoundCloud exclusively. Show much love, you know. All right, awesome. Yay. All right, you guys, that is Black Excellence Radio with your host, Ash Bass. Ash, oh, Lord, Ash Bash. And- can't even get a name right. <laughs> and Speak Easy Griff. 
Ash Bash and Speak Easy Girl for the people out there in the world. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you for tuning in. We at Keontae here, and I really appreciate you for being the second second guest on Black Excellence. Yeah, appreciate you, my G. You was very uh, very well spoken. You articulated yes. your words. You very cool, calm demeanor. It was a splendid interview. One of the, one of the best so far. I appreciate y'all for having me. All right, you guys, we will see you next week, so please stay tuned.